More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The White House will simply not accept the fact that the public hates this bill and they don't have some massive FDR or LBJ uh, majority uh, to get it. They just don't get that. They're tone deaf. These are the worst political people I've ever seen. So cutting right to the heart of it there. Welcome back to Clay and Buck Show. It's just true, folks. The bill is not a good bill. People do not want the bill. This is the kind of legislative spending package that if they had, you know, 60 plus seats in the Senate, if they had a, you know, a 30, 40 seat majority in the House, I mean, you know, if they were way, way, way ahead, you'd say, all right, you know, this is it's not even close. It's razor thin, 50, 50 in the Senate, razor thin margin in the House. Joe Biden you get, you know, less than, what is it, less than 100,000 Americans have vote, and I, we, we can talk about the voting procedures another time, um, and we will, actually, especially as the election comes up, the midterms, and how rules were changed in violation of law to help the Democrats win the election. That's a real thing, but we'll, we'll discuss uh, more down the line. But the point is, it was a small, even with all the games the Democrats played, it was a small... Um, fraction of the american people that were the difference here between a biden presidency and not and they're acting like they have a mandate they have the opposite of a mandate they have a come together and be reasonable date and they're doing the exact opposite was not surprising democrats are absolutists it's in their nature they're leftists they're collectivists but kudlow is calling it all out i gotta tell you I'm, i'm sitting here and i am Getting one text message after another from people that I know personally saying, oh, my gosh, either I either they have covid themselves or they just were at a a party or a dinner with somebody who, you know, has covid. I mean, it's ripping through all over the place. And I get that uh, that text, too, of I have a sore throat or I I, I think I have a cold. Should I go get a covid test? (laughs) Why are people asking me? I don't I mean, I always say, sure. Yeah, of course. Right. Got a better safe than sorry. But. It does remind me, I was going to tell you all a little story here, um, because some of you may recall this listening to the show. 
The first time I ever was on the EIB was about seven years ago, I think it was now. Uh, I had the honor of being a guest host for Rush. And at that, it was just, there is no greater honor as a radio host, right? This is, it couldn't be anything bigger, cooler, more important in your radio career. So I was, to say I was um, super excited about it is, is an understa- understatement. And I still remember, and may he rest in peace, a great man, Kit Carson, calling me, uh, Rush's chief of staff. I actually thought it was someone playing a joke on me. At the, I've never had that in my life where I thought somebody was messing with me. I actually thought it was someone pretending to be uh, Kit Carson saying, you know, you know, hey, Buck, would you like to fill in? I was like, whoa, wait, what? So, of course, I said yes. I tried to be, I tried to be cool, too, about it. I was like, yes, I think that. And, you know, I was doing mental backflips. But we get a couple of days out, and this is why I'm thinking about this, scratchy throats and feeling a little off. We get a couple of days out from the first ever fill-in I'm going to do for, for uh, Rush's EIB here. And I, I had a little bit of a cold. And I, I knew I had a little bit. I figured I'll be okay. You know, maybe I'm three or four days out. It'll mostly be passed by then. And, and I thought to myself, I don't care, you know, what caffeine and Tylenol concoction I have. I'm going to do a great show. I'm going to get through it. We get 48 hours out, and I'm telling you this, this is, this is the truth. I have never had total laryngitis before in my life. I don't mean my voice. You guys heard me do the show recently, and I, I mean, I, you know, I had to get COVID tested. I had a cold. I felt like crap. My voice was all messed up. So I've done radio sick as sick can be many. I did radio when I had COVID because I was doing it from home. Uh, so I've done radio sick many times, but when you have actually no voice, when all that's coming out is this, no matter how much you push or try, that's about the worst nightmare. Somebody who's about to fill in on the biggest radio show in the country for the first time ever can possibly have, because we all know, all right, you can imagine you're me, you're young buck and you get this opportunity. And this was when I was working at the blaze for Glenn Beck. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is, this is amazing, right? This is a game changer. I'm two days out from it. What am I going to say? Oh, I can't fill in. I have laryngitis. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that's going to go over really well. I would say, oh, wow, cold. Cause I'll tell you this, you know, there are, there, I have my flaws like everybody else and I have my flaws in this business. Fear is not one of them, right? Being nervous is not one of them. Never has been, never will be. Uh, so I mean, I'll, I'm the guy. I want the ball. I'll take the shot. I mean, hopefully I make it, but I always want the ball, right? And that's an important thing, I think, in life. Winners want the ball. And you got to take your shots. So I remember thinking to myself, "What the heck am I going to do?" So you imagine you're me, right? You're going into uh, you're going into what should be the the sort of radio debut on the biggest platform. You have no voice. You cannot speak. And I don't want to tell everybody this really because I don't want them to cancel on me. And my mom, God bless her. I mean, it's amazing. my mom is a super mom. I mean, truly, she should have a cape. She's a super mom. Because that's when, when there's like no hope and no one can fix anything. You know, who do you, I'm sure you all have people like this in your life. Who do I, mom is like the command center of the Sexton family. So I, I call the command center. I'm, I mean, she can hear. I can't talk. <laughs> like, I cannot, I cannot allow this opportunity. So what do we do? And she got into the research and all the stuff. We found in New York the morning of the fill-in. Because I was like, I'm just going to show up and throw myself on the mercy of the EIB audience, because they'll hear that I have no voice, but at least then they'll know I'm not a chicken, right? At least then they'll know that I, I, you know, love and respect Rush and his audience, and and you know, this is like being, in, you know, this is like being invited to Valhalla. Like I'm showing up, even if, 
you know, my sword is a little dull and my shield is cracked, you know? So uh, I say I'm going to go. And my mom figures out that that morning there is a doctor who specializes, specializes in opera singers who have to have vocal cord treatment of some kind, right? Or you know, have to have something done because they've they've got a, a flu or the cold and they got to go on, you know? The show must go on. You got to go on stage. My mother reaches out, convinces this this doctor to she was actually on her way to her country home. Okay, convinces her. And I still don't even know how this conversation went. My mom's very persuasive. She goes, look, my son's Philly. And and I'm like, this is amazing that she'll open her practice just for me in the morning, the morning of the fill in at about 10 a.m. And you all know this show goes on at noon Eastern time. So I'm going to see this doctor two hours before and basically tell her, you know, I don't care if you have to turn me into Frankenstein, but whatever you got. I know Frankenstein is the doctor, not the monster. Everybody, you know what I mean? Ooh, it's the, you know what I mean? OK, the mod. I don't care what you have to put the, the bolts in my neck and, you know, electrocute my voice. I don't care. I got to do this show. And she goes, all right, there's only one. She's, just, she's like, there's only one thing we can do. But you got to understand something. It's only going to last about three hours. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. You got to be kidding me. There's only one thing we can do. It's not going to be perfect. And it's basically going to fade over the course of me doing a three-hour radio program. She's like, that's it. That's what we got. So she uh, she gave me a nice big old injection of cortisone. And it because she said your vocal cords are so swollen and inflamed. Not only will you be unable to do the show without this, but you could actually do real damage and and scarring to your to your vocal cords if you try to push through this. So I'm glad I didn't do that. And I said, all right. So she gives me the shot. And so I sit down for the first time ever 2014 EIB and at the at the golden mic. And the whole time, I'm trying to do the best show I can. And it was not my best show, but, you know, under the circumstances, I was pretty proud of myself just for getting through it. But the whole time, I'm thinking, at any moment, my voice could disappear. At any moment, this could basically, because it wasn't a scratchy voice. It was whisper. It was no voice. And I will tell you, the last 30 minutes of that show, uh, on this platform, on the, on the biggest radio show in the country, my first time ever out. Most of you, some of you heard that show, I'm sure, by the way, probably a pretty good number of you did. Um, the last 30 minutes, I could actually feel my voice going. And by the time I got home, about 30 minutes after three Eastern time, when the show ended, uh, my voice was entirely gone again. So we managed to get the vocal cords open for just the window on the EIP to do the show. And thankfully it was good enough. And all of you were kind enough listening. And the response from you was uh, strong enough that then they had me back many, many times to fill in for rush uh, over the years. But that was about the most stress, stressful live performance <laughs> I've ever had to do. And uh, thank you, mom. Merry Christmas. Love you. You're the best. She, uh, you know, it was, it was amazing how it all worked out, but saying Christmas miracles are possible and the show must go on friends the show absolutely must go on uh, we'll come back and uh, update you on what Biden's supposed to be talking about here but also I'm seeing that there's a call to ban alcohol on flights as violence spikes I've got a different theory on why violence is spiking on flights which I'll share with you and if you have a question for me it's kind of ask buck anything day here it's my last live show of this year 800-282-2882. Clay Travis in tomorrow solo and the next day. We'll get to all of that. Uh, everything else I said to you coming up. Tunnel of the Towers Foundation 
is making the holidays brighter for our nation's gold star and fallen first responder families with young children. They're doing that by awarding mortgage-free homes to deserving families. From Thanksgiving through New Year's Eve, they're doing this at least once per day. For many of these families, the holidays are a tough reminder of the sacrifice their hero made for us. With each mortgage-free home, the foundation is delivering on its promise to do good and never forget. For some of these families, they have the comfort of knowing they can stay in the home that they picked with their loved one, the home where they made precious holiday memories. For families in a new home, they're creating memories they'll cherish forever. All of this is possible because of your generosity. Support America's greatest heroes and their families. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's Tunnel to Towers Foundation, T2T.org. How's our driver? Call and let us know at 1-800-282-2882. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. We are keeping our schools open. Let me repeat that. We are keeping schools open because we're dealing with a very different variant at this time. We believe that it's critically important that our children not end up in that same situation they were for so many months when they were so displaced from their normal environment. We're in a different environment, a different circumstance. And so part of our winter surge plan is we are committed to keeping our schools open. I hope that holds. Welcome back to Clay and Buck Show. That was the governor by happenstance of the state of New York, Kathy Hochul, saying schools are going to stay open. But some seem like they may go remote, make the choice to. Maybe some of the private schools. We'll, we'll see. Remember, private schools and parochial schools in New York were open pretty much the entire pandemic uh, for starting in the fall of 2020. Right. So there were places that were just open while the public school system in a lot of places as some kind of, well, it was very obvious what it was. The teachers unions called the shot to the Democrat Party. It's a huge source of funding and political muscle. And no Democrat politician will cross the teachers unions. Uh, They do so at their peril. They know that. So that is why uh, they had shutdowns as widely as they did. And we have still not really come to grips with the reality of what that has done, particularly to children from uh, disadvantaged or low-income households, uh, disproportionately affecting uh, children who are even more dependent on school just for st- uh, stability and for their overall development. So it was really cruel uh, what was done by these teachers' unions. And Randy Weingarten of, uh, I always forget if she's with the AFT or the other one, but the head of one of the big unions. What they've done is is awful. Um, they put uh, neurotic, lazy adults ahead of kids, and millions of children suffered as a result of it. I also, though, uh, before I get to some more of your calls, and we were going to have uh, our friend Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire, but he had an emergency come up, so we'll uh, have him in the new year to talk about uh, his book. And he's one of the few people out there I can think of who I, I believe agrees with me that this I see everyone now using preferred pronouns for transgender individuals, including in news coverage, including conservative news coverage. So we're calling he's she's and she's he's. Why are we doing that? I understand that they insist that you do this on the left, but I don't think that that's a concession that should be made. Yes, change your name. Absolutely. My first name is James, for those of you who don't know. My middle name is Buckman. Um, but change your name by all means. But change your gender. Can't do it. 
can't do it. So we'll talk to Matt about that a bit more in the new year. But on the, on the school issue, this is something that I usually would tell uh, on my radio show in previous years. And some people, some of you listening may know this. A lot of you listening across the country won't. But for the parents out there, I tell this story because I, I hope that it's one of those things that will, for some of you, give you just a little bit of, of reassurance and just to stay to stay on it. And when it comes to education and making sure that, you know, you're you, you, you believing in your kid is so critical. Right. Believing in them in an educational way. I mean, of course, you love your children. You'll do anything for them. But, you know, believing in them and pushing them and giving them every opportunity to succeed in an academic environment. So I sit here with you now. And obviously, Clay is uh, out today on vacation. But this is this uh, platform that we share that Rush built on the EIB is the biggest single talk radio show in the country, which you may not know. Some of you might is that I was somebody who actually had a speech impediment as a kid i had an enunciation disorder so i was falling behind in class i could not pronounce my own name when i was in the second grade i would mispronounce my own name and i won't even tell you how i pronounced it but uh it did not it was not good and you can imagine when you're a kid and you say your name to people and they laugh at you that's not particularly confidence boosting or inspiring and I also, because of this, I think, was falling behind in school as well. So going into second grade, third grade, I was a kid who was at the bottom of the class. They thought about, they told my parents, I was at a Catholic school here in New York. They told my parents that I might have to go to a special school and that I needed speech therapy. Now, the uh, the head of the lower, they called it the lower school at the time, so the uh, the part of the school that goes up to, I guess, third or fourth grade, was a great woman named uh, Jane Warwick, who was well-known here in New York City education circles. And she, with my parents, backed me. They, she said, no, 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 we're, we're going to actually, we're going to fix this. Get, We're going to get him speech therapy, and we're going to encourage him and maybe give him some extra, extra tutoring, right, uh, for academics. So I went from uh, being a kid who couldn't pronounce his own name literally could not do it i mean i would i would miss enunciation disorders are tough you hear some people just say a consonant wrong or something but if you do that enough it sounds weird and people when you're a kid make fun of you right that's what was happening to me so i'm a kid with a speech impediment at the bottom of the class but my parents my mom and my dad say we're we're gonna we're with you no matter what on this one and we're going to keep him in normal school you know the school that i was in i should say not a a special uh, education program outside of it and within about 18 months to two years, the speech thing was totally fixed. And within three years, I wasn't at the bottom of the class. I was number one in my class. By the time I got to the eighth grade, I got a $100,000 scholarship to a private high school in New York called Regis and was a standout on the debate team. And I will tell you a, a quick fun story about that. And, of course, now I'm here on the Clay and Buck Show, the biggest talk radio program in the country. So you can imagine quite a, a storyline arc here from speech impediment to biggest radio show in America. Um, I always remember that uh, I had just won. It may have been my second, but I think my 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 second, I think. I wish I could tell you my first speech and debate tournament as a, a high school freshman. And I got to run up to I thought she was so pretty. Uh, I was a couple years older than me. My speech therapist daughter was at a party. 
she was a year or two older than me at the time. And I always thought she was, you know, I had a, like a kind of a crush on her. And I just remember I went up to her and I was like, hey, you know, I was a patient of your mom's and I just won my debate tournament. And I can tell you, she did not care at all. <laughs> She's like, who is this younger guy who's talking to me at a party? Like, where's the, where's the captain of the football team? Get out of here, speech nerd. But point being, for me, it was a big moment. It was a big moment. Uh, and I really uh, appreciated that. So to all the parents out there, if you, and look, I think especially now, given how much, uh, a lot of kids have had to, you know, step away from the classroom. They've been forced to be masked up, away from their friends, away from normal learning, away from their favorite teachers. You know, you might require a little extra. You know, you might have to do more at home than you have in the past. And maybe some of the test scores that you're going to see in the next year or two aren't what they, uh, aren't what they, you know, were before. Or maybe you're a little concerned about it. Stay on it. Stay with it. I think the single most important thing that parents can do, and this is just from my own experience for a kid, especially a kid who's struggling a little bit, whether it's with a speech issue or just school in general or behavioral issue, is stay with them, stay on it and believe in them. If you do that, it'll be fine. You know, will will it turn will the person turn into a uh, a talk radio host? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Will your son or daughter go that route? I mean, I wouldn't. It's not an easy life, by the way. I wouldn't recommend it necessarily. But. Stay with them, stay on it, believe in them, and it will all be fine. That's all you got to do. And that's what my parents did. I got great parents. I'm very lucky. Uh, we'll take some of your calls. 800-282-2882. That's 800-282-2882. Family members and friends, trust me on this one, okay? I'm going to reveal one of the gifts you're getting this Christmas, all right? But uh, I'm telling you in advance. They're getting a generous supply of new underwear, loungewear, and pajamas from Tommy John. When your loved ones start their day wearing Tommy John, they're that much more comfortable so they can do everything better. Tommy John loungewear has the most luxurious fabric. It's got a four-way stretch and never get those lint balls or fuzz. With over 17 million pairs sold, giving the gift of Tommy John underwear and loungewear has become a holiday tradition for families all across the country. 97% of women and men love getting a gift from Tommy John. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics, and I'm right there at the front of the line. Returns and exchanges are free, and it's all backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Get $20 off site-wide right now at TommyJohn.com slash buck. That's TommyJohn.com slash buck for $20 off. Order today. You got to order today. You'll get it in time for Christmas. TommyJohn.com slash buck. See site for details. Continuing the message, honoring the memory, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Final hour for me of the final live show of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show until my man Clay takes over tomorrow, solo and Thursday. This is Buck in NYC as the, uh, unfortunately, the COVID panic is surging all around us. The virus is surging all around New York City, as well as the whole Northeast and a lot of parts of the country. Of updates for you, including possibly a... Biden's speech. He already gave one just a few weeks ago. Now there's going to be another speech about how they're going to stop the virus this time. A big COVID address to the nation. If it happens while we're on air, we will, of course, pick up some of it live for you. We'll bring you all that you need to know from it. We're going into 2022 here. And we're six months, basically, on the air here on the Clay and Buck show. And we really mean it uh, from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you all for listening, for giving us a chance we know what we were stepping into here. Um, we know how much respect and, and how much uh, gravitas this position deserves because of what Rush turned it into over the course of decades. And I've been saying to people, and it sort of sticks, no one can fill Rush's shoes, but so I just figured I'll try to fill one and Clay will try to fill the other and we'll do the best we can. And you've given us a shot and we really do appreciate the response you've had, because, you know, we're here for the mission. I'm here for the mission every day, right? Clay and I are going after it, trying to spread the truth, trying to defend freedom in this country and to speak for a lot of you, millions of you, literally millions of you across the country who don't have a radio show, but share our beliefs, share our principles and know how important these fights are. And to that end, we have to understand this as a strategy. We are in a battle for the future of this country. And we need to do a lot more than just talk about what's going wrong with the left. People say, well, what can we do? How do we how do we change things? I mean, sure, the communists want to ruin things, but how do we make everything better? Well, one way is to build our own platforms and systems 
and support each other. Every time you listen to the show, every time you, and by the way, I am a capitalist, so I say this unabashedly, every time you check out and support one of our sponsors, you're voting in favor of what we talk about, the principles, views, and values of this show. Every day, every phone call, every purchase, everything you do, every time you tell somebody about it. But the right needs to do more than just what has existed in the past. And we view this, Clay and I, here on this show as as honestly a, a sacred obligation to conservatism and to America to use this incredible, I've said, the unsinkable aircraft carrier of free speech uh, to try and help others also in the fight, to, to build out. You know, I, I'm somebody, one of the knocks on me in the business has been I don't view other conservatives as competitors. I view them as allies. And people along the way, so that's why you don't hear, I don't trash other conservatives, I don't go after them, and people along the way have given me tremendous help. N- none more so than, than than Rush, but also Glenn Beck was enormously helpful to me in the early days. Always thankful to Glenn for that, giving me my, my first real shot, and then Rush giving me my first real break. So we want to build out more. Rush understood this. Rush agreed with this. I want to play for you what he said. It's going to be a, a, a little bit of a a longer... Uh, segment here. I want I want you to hear what Rush said in June of 2020 about creating what we could call a conservative media mothership here and expanding it out and how we can win the future with it. Here's what he Many said. Many of you might remember the former guest host on this program, Buck Sexton of the CIA. Uh, Buck now tweets a lot. Does he have his own show now? Or yeah, he does. And and uh, and he ran for office. Or am I confusing him with uh, Jason? Lip? It was Jason Lewis at Ram. Yeah, I mean, he's not. Jason Lewis is not CIA. Buck was a CIA. Jason Lewis was CIA too. So, so we're 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 not getting our guest host from the CIA then, All right? Wait, wait. Buck uh, has been on a tweet storm and had to put it in one of those uh, one of those uh, thread apps because there's so many tweets, uh, and he's ticked off. At, at how conservative everything has just given up, has just seeded the country, seeded Hollywood, seeded music, seeded television, <clears throat> seeded the media, seeded everything. He doesn't understand it. If one of the conservative billionaires out there has any stomach for saving their country from this mob... They should buy and flip a major media platform or fund a new one and make it an unsinkable aircraft carrier of true free speech. And I get this a lot. I've had this question of why doesn't some wealthy conservative come along and buy CBS or ABC or anything else? I don't know. I have no idea. I happen to know that a bunch of people who have bought networks are not flaming leftists and they never do anything to change the news networks that are part of the corporations that they have purchased. Uh, Buck Sexton continues, we are completely outgunned in the platform wars. And it's only getting worse. All the major social media and streaming content companies are part of the liberal Death Star. Stop sending checks to think tanks that overpay second-tier scholars to churn out policy papers that five people read. He's thinking about people like Bill Crystal and Jonah Goldberg and uh, the Never Trapper contingent, who at one time or another have worked at think tanks. 
where they have sought your donation on the basis that they and they alone are carrying the conservative banner into battle. When, in fact, most people never heard of them. It doesn't even have to be, he says, this new enterprise doesn't even have to be conservative in mission. It would soon become dominated by conservatives, though, if it adamantly refused to censor speech to the woke mob. The left can no longer debate like sane people, but they don't have to. They just point, scream, and cancel. Meanwhile, I know ultra-wealthy conservatives who are terrified of anybody finding out what their politics are. Because to be accepted among the elites, you have to at least allow those around you to believe that you're woke and lib. And by the way, I can confirm that. I have, over the course of my career, I have met and been introduced to some of the wealthiest conservatives I didn't even, I didn't even know they existed in real estate and high finance in California, in whatever business in New York. And the last thing they ever wanted anybody to know was their politics. Some of them didn't want anybody to know that they supported George W. Bush. And I remember scratching my head, said, why, what, what? They said, well, you know, Bush is stupid, it's an embarrassment. I, 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 I have a tough time explaining it, but that wasn't it. That was just a, a convenient excuse. They valued their social status more than their uh, political portfolio. He says, all of this adds up to a massive cultural failing of the right. And where are the older leaders in conservative media building up the next generation? Folks on our side seem obsessed with their own brands, protecting their turf, which is a small slice of the media landscape. We need more voices with serious platforms that we control. Here again, I know exactly what he's talking about. There was a, there was a seminal moment. Now, you may not agree with this. There was a seminal moment with the passing of William F. Buckley Jr. Now, William F. Buckley Jr. had retired years before he passed away, but he was the quote-unquote father of the intellectual conservative movement. And the thing that Buckley had the ability to do was anoint and, and grant approval to newly arrived young conservatives. And he did. And he he uh, bestowed upon them credibility that resulted from him. He had that kind of credibility. He had that kind of juice that if somebody new came along, he wasn't threatened by their existence. His uh, his national review empire. He didn't he didn't think, oh, my God, I got to I got to protect this. This guy could overtake me. He didn't think that way. He was truly a, a movement guy. But when he passed away, all that ended. And what happened, what replaced Buckley, <clears throat> was a battle that's still raging over the smartest conservative in the room. And who is it? And who gets to decide it? And there isn't, there isn't a conservative movement that has a force leader individual who is attempting to encourage younger members 
And even the younger members don't seem to have much of an ambition. The joke around Washington today among young conservatives is if they can get a Fox News gig and a book deal, they consider their careers to have been made. There's enough money and enough prestige there to say they've made it. Well, what's not included in a Fox News deal and uh, a book, uh, Fox News gig and a book deal? No persuasion. No expanding the universe. No expanding a movement. That's what Buck Sexton, formerly the CIA, is talking about here. Where are the older leaders in conservative media who are welcoming and building up the next generation? We have people more concerned with protecting their own brands and their own turf, which... Individually, these conservatives we're talking about are so tiny and small that nobody knows they are anyway. We need more voices, and we need more encouragement for those voices. But at the same time, uh, the the young arrivals are not completely immune from the from the problem. You know, book deal and a Fox News gig, and that's the definition of making it. And they the two do go together, but it it is not the kind of stuff that a building, growing, uh, planting deep roots kind of movement is based on. He says, when I first got into media, this is Buck Sexton here, formerly of the CIA. When I first got into media, I thought our side would be like pro sports. Generally, the veterans would want to bring up the rookies as part of the natural order to help the team win. Conservative media is more like warring cartels. Many of the big names just want to stamp out the upstarts. And Buck Sexton, formerly of the CIA, says, I know you could say that's just business, but this is supposed to be about more than that. And in fact, some big names out there pretend that the fame and the money don't matter at all. It's just the cause. And they build brands on that premise to their audience, and they're full of it. Our side is losing right now. We have the left on a mad cancel spree. Nobody is safe from it. The Supreme Court is a liberal super legislature. Corporate America is in radical left's back pocket. We're hoping Trump pulls off a miracle this fall, but what if he fails? Whoever wins this fall, we're still going to be living in a country where you'll be tweeting, you're going to be Facebooking, you'll be Amazon priming, YouTubing, Instagram posting, Netflix watching, Hulu streaming, based on the curated tastes and activism of the left. We lose if this continues. Full stop. And honestly writes Buck Sexton, formerly of the CIA. If we don't do something about this, we deserve to lose. Who thought that it was a sustainable plan to just cede 90% of the media, 90% of Hollywood, academia, and now corporate America to this woke mob? We need to build conservative media motherships right now. This, my friends is our conservative media mothership rush is the one who built it and we will continue to fly it do the best we can fight for those causes and of course as rush was talking about that older generation bringing up 
the young guns, mentoring, teaching, building. That was Rush. That's what he did for me. That's what he's done for so many others. So I thought you should hear that. What's our mission? The conservative media mothership in 2022 that builds up conservatives, that holds politicians to account, including on our side, and tries to win the fight for this country. That is our mission. And we take it directly, as you heard there, from Rush himself. Look, I start every morning with Black Rifle Coffee. It is my go-to. It's absolutely delicious. And this is a company founded by veterans of special operations community. These guys are patriots. They serve their country in combat zones, many of them multiple tours. And they're all about the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, and bringing you the best coffee you could ever drink anywhere. This coffee is a true passion for them, and they also give a lot back to veteran, law enforcement, and first responder causes. Go to BlackRifle.com, BlackRifleCoffee.com slash buck. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com slash buck today. Check out the best coffee in America. America's Coffee makes your holiday shopping easy with personalized bundles, gifted subscriptions to the coffee club, gift cards, and a whole lot of premium coffee, apparel, and gear. Make your holidays better with Black Rifle Coffee. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com slash buck with promo code buck to get you 20% off apparel, coffee, gear, as well as 20% off your first month of the coffee club. BlackRifleCoffee.com slash buck for 20% off your first month. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com slash buck. Having more fun than a human being should be allowed. Times two, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough. 
that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, folks, to the Clay and Buck Show. We've got a special guest with us now. Blake Masters is the president of the Teal Foundation and COO of Teal Capital. He's a Tucson native running for a U.S. Senate seat in the great state of Arizona. And he joins us now to talk about a whole range of issues. Blake, thanks so much for calling in. Absolutely, Buck. Thanks for having me. So, and uh, to all our KFYI listeners out there in the Phoenix area, thanks for tuning in, of course. Uh, Blake, I want to start with this, because you are somebody who thinks it is absurd, based on what you've, uh, what you've tweeted and, and I've heard you say, that members of Congress effectively can get away with insider trading. I've had a lot of people calling in today as well that are asking, hey, how many members of Congress right now own stock in companies that produce these vaccines? I just wanted to wanted to lay it out. You're a guy who really understands these things. Why the heck can members of Congress essentially use inside information to enrich themselves? We know a lot of them do. And also, what do you think about members of Congress owning stock in companies? Because there's been some research into this. They do own some of them stock in companies that produce vaccines. And, Buck, if you look at the returns that these lawmakers make, they're outperforming the market, man. These people ought to be professional hedge fund uh, executives because they know how to trade stocks. I think it's disgusting. It's corrupt. It's disgusting. Certainly it appears corrupt, and so that's corrosive to our politics. But just look at how much Nancy Pelosi and her husband have made trading public equities uh, about which they have material, non-public information. I mean, it's just completely corrupt. I think this should be banned. Individual lawmakers should not be able to own and trade individual stocks. Nancy Pelosi responded, I think, in part maybe to some of the noise and criticism you've rightly been making on this issue, Blake. She said something along the lines of, I think we played it on the show last week, you know, members of Congress should be able to participate in the free market. Uh, I mean... You know, there's a free market in illegal drugs, too, right? There's a lot of rules out there that people have to obey when it comes to the market. And it seems to me that material non-public information, especially when Congress is spending trillions of dollars and having all kinds of carve-outs for different industries, protection from lawsuits, from, I don't know, vaccine makers, things like that, there should be some accountability here. That's right. It's ridiculous for her to talk about the free market. Um, It's just outrageous. She's a politician who's getting rich off of her position, right? There's obviously terrible incentives around allowing the same people who make tax and regulatory policy, uh, allowing them to benefit from it. So I think, you know, it's time to recognize this has just gone on way too long. This is why Congress has like, what is it, a 6% approval rating? Everybody knows and everybody feels like these people are just corrupt. Increasingly, it feels to me like the only difference between our country and a third world dictatorship is we have to pretend our leaders aren't corrupt. Well, Nancy Pelosi is, and she shouldn't be allowed to trade individual stocks. We're speaking to Blake Masters, COO of Teal Capital. He's running for Senate in Arizona to our Arizona team, uh, uh, Clay and Buck listeners out there. And I also want to know what you think just about year one, Biden economy, inflation, 
the Biden agenda stalled out. What's what's going on from a guy who actually understands how markets function and what works in the economy and what doesn't? Well, look, I knew it was going to be bad. If I'm honest, though, it's been a lot worse and a lot faster than even I would have guessed. Right. On day one, what did Biden do? The first thing he did was halt construction, uh, finishing of the border wall. Second thing he did was he canceled the Keystone Pipeline. You know, that's bad for the tens of thousands of Americans who lose their jobs. But think about what that does to to people who are trying to build long term projects. If the government can just come and cancel your pipeline that you invested you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in 20 years in, think about what that does to the business environment. So, of course, we're, we're now seeing supply shocks. We're seeing inflation. We're seeing shortages. I mean, this is the 1970s all over again. And unfortunately, Biden is so incompetent or maybe he wants this to happen. I don't know. I think it's going to get a lot worse. I really do. Speaking of Blake Masters running for Senate in uh, U.S. Senate in Arizona, Blake, what would you want to do? I mean, let, let's say that we're, we're heading in here and, and you are uh, elected and we have a Republican. Now, I know obviously we still have Biden as the as the president, but you can still push ideas in the Senate when you have a majority. Those ideas can get a little bit further. What has to happen now to get the economy to, oh, I don't know. The feeling and the numbers that we had in 2019 under Trump before the pandemic and Biden and all the rest of it. What, what would you want to see happen? Well, the first thing we need to do is to stop printing trillions of dollars, right? It's just common sense that if you do that, you're going to get inflation. You know, officially inflation is six or seven percent right now. Unofficially, I think it's a lot higher than that. And that is a deadly, silent tax on so many tens of millions of hardworking Americans. So the first thing we do is stop the bleeding, stop printing money. Government has enough money, right? The problem is it's so inefficient and so broken uh, that, that they just don't do anything well with it. So stop the bleeding and then re-implement President Trump's economic policies. You know, under President Trump, we had a roaring economy right before COVID. Median wages in this country had started to rise for the first time in like 50 years. It was getting easier, not harder, for normal people to make ends meet and to raise a family. And this isn't rocket science. We know what to do. We just have to get the Democrats out of power and reimplement these great policies. Blake, as we hear some of the more open socialist members of the United States Congress right now saying things like, Elon Musk is a freeloader who doesn't pay taxes. And then it comes out that Elon is supposed to pay about, I think it's 11 or 12 billion dollars in taxes for this year alone you think folks are starting to realize that the collectivist redistributionist left-wing democrats are either lying or just don't know what the heck they're talking about when it comes to this i do i think people are realizing it it's why i think we're going to crush the democrats in 2022 and look elizabeth warren was saying this right she was calling elon musk a parasite uh no elon paid more taxes this year or will than any american in history and he's built great companies Right. He's done a thousand times more in a day for this country. What Elizabeth Warren has done her whole life. And, and this is champagne socialism, right? This is limousine liberalism. Elizabeth Warren flies on private jets. She, I think, has like twelve million dollars uh, in individual equities, right? Public stocks that she should not be allowed to own. Um, she's a hypocrite. And, and she's a wealth destroyer, not a wealth creator. And I think people are on to it. Blake Masters, everybody. Blake, where should folks go to learn more about your campaign for Senate in Arizona? Thanks, Buck. You can go to Blake 
Masters.com. Sign up to volunteer. If you've got five or ten bucks, you can throw my way. Christmas gift for the campaign. I will put it to good use. We will crush the Dems in 2022. Fuck, thank you. Thanks so much, Blake. Good luck to you. And uh, also thanks to uh, our great affiliate out there in Phoenix, KFYI, and all the folks listening in Arizona right now. Joe Biden addressing the nation. We're going to come back to it in a moment live, friends. We'll get to actually... Should we, should we, you know what, can we, can we go to the start of it right now? Do we have him? Let's hear so, Joe Biden. Uh, as we head into Christmas weekend, I want to answer your questions about the rising number of COVID cases, COVID-19 cases. And I want to start by acknowledging how tired, worried, and frustrated I know you are. I know how you're feeling. For many of you, this will be the first or even the second Christmas where you look across the table, be an empty kitchen chair there. Tens of millions have gotten sick. We've all experienced upheaval in our lives. But while COVID has been a tough adversary, we've shown that we're tougher. Tougher because we have the power of science and vaccines that prevent illness and save lives. And tougher because of our resolve. So let me answer some questions that lay uh, out the steps the Vice President and I are taking to prepare for the rising number of cases experts tell us we can expect in the weeks ahead. First, how concerned should you be about Omicron, which is now the dominant variant in this country and it happened so quickly? The answer is straightforward. If you're not fully vaccinated, you have good reason to be concerned. You're at a high risk of getting sick. And if you get sick, you're likely to spread it to others, including friends and family. The unvaccinated have a significantly higher risk of ending up in a hospital or even dying. Almost everyone who has died from COVID-19 in the past many months has been unvaccinated. Unvaccinated. But if you're among the majority of Americans who are fully vaccinated, and especially if you've gotten the booster shot, that third shot, you're much, you have much, much less reason to worry. You have a high degree of protection against severe illness. But because Omicron spreads so easily, we'll see some fully vaccinated people get COVID, potentially in large numbers. There'll be positive cases in every office, even here in the White House, among the the vaccinated, among the vaccinated from, from Omicron. But these cases are highly unlikely to lead to serious illness. Vaccinated people who get COVID may get ill, but they're protected from severe illness and death. That's why you should still remain vigilant. According to our doctors, even if you're fully vaccinated, you should wear a mask when indoors and in public settings. Wearing a mask provides extra protection for you and those around you. And I know some Americans are wondering if you can safely celebrate the holidays with your family and friends. The answer is yes, you can. If you and those you celebrate with are vaccinated, particularly if you've gotten your booster shot, If you are vaccinated and follow the precautions that we all know well, you should feel comfortable celebrating Christmas and the holidays as you planned it. You know, you've done the right thing. You can enjoy the holiday season. And thanks to the progress on vaccinations this fall, we've gone from nearly 90 million adults in July who had not even started their vaccination process to fewer than 40 million today. Still too many down from 90 to 40. All these people who have not been vaccinated, you have an obligation to yourselves, to your families, and quite frankly, I know I'll get criticized for this, to your country. 
Get vaccinated now. It's free. It's convenient. I promise you, it saves lives. Okay, so there's nothing, nothing really new here. Um, you'll notice he doesn't ever stop to say, our huge program to stop the spread, which is what we promised you, was a massive failure. But yes, it is good for you as an individual, and you should make the choice to protect yourself. Stopping the spread with these vaccines did not work. That did not work. Individual protection? Sure, that works. Instead of getting the next big cell phone bill from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, how about setting yourself up to get the same quality of service but spend just $30 a month with Pure Talk? Switch to Pure Talk where you'll get nationwide 5G coverage. Yes, the same coverage as the big guys, but the average family saves over $800 a year. Make the switch with confidence. With Pure Talk's 30-day risk-free guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data is just $30 a month. And they have great deals on the iPhone 12, just $479. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Pure Talk, and save an additional 50% off your first month, plus save on a new phone. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. Half their brains tied behind their backs. Just to make it fair, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.